Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, welcome back. We got the, the folks from Free Queso in the house. What's going on, y'all? Hi. Free Queso. It's us, the Free Queso Quesoritos. The Free Queso folks. The chips, the chips to the queso. I feel weird not being on our own pod. Like we should just be doing. Yeah. Two, three. Free queso. There we go. We yeah. did it. Okay. It feels I'm, a little I'm more natural now. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're I gotta get it in. You got to start yeah. how you're comfortable starting. Um, well, thanks for taking the time to come to uh, chat with me, y'all. This is great. Thank you for having us. And just so we know who's who, can you introduce yourselves? Well, I'm Judy. And I'm Lucas. Ooh, I like that <laughs> ASMR touch. It's real nice. <laughs> Well, I was talking to Lucas before we started, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I found you guys a show from the very first episode. I'm a big fan of The Pump, and when I saw that you started with The Pump, I was like, this is awesome. We're also really big fans of The Pump. Yeah. So it was really natural for us to go with them as a starter. Um, one, because it's interesting, and two, because they're really fun. So we knew they could bring that excitement. They're insane. It's like The, <laughs> the Pump is like a manifestation of all The Pump people. Like, it's a living entity just like them, I think. Yeah, they're some of the most just, like, fun, wild bartenders that yeah. I know. And there's a lot of them around town. Um, but also, yeah, it's just, like, kind of like our neighborhood spot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it's just right down the block for me. And some of the bars in Uptown can get branded as either, like, hipster bars or dive bars, depending on, yeah, how you much know, where you you're make? coming from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like they just do a great job of just servicing everybody. And do you, really Lucas, I don't know if you know this. When the pump opened, I literally lived across the street. Whoa. And that was really great. That's yeah, awesome. it was it was really, really fun for a while. In that parking lot? Yeah, I was camping. <laughs> yeah, I was squatting. She was a squatter, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, well, a little a little farther, but there was nothing in between the view. Uh, for me to them, and we got to see like the whole construction, and then like I remember if it was the first birthday. That's awesome. There and stuff, yeah. It's always felt like my neighborhood bar because of that. That is so neat. Yeah, yeah. my buddy lives over here on, I guess twenty first would mm-hmm. it be, twentieth? I can't remember. But he like can walk to the pump, and I'm like, man, that's dangerous. It's I don't the, know. there's nothing like it. I remember when we were like looking for real estate that um, our realtor was like, yeah, well, we live in like Weepo west of Portland and we come over to the pump all the time. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to say get out if people are from there. But like there's nothing like being able to walk or ride your bike to the bar. And once you That's are neat. able to do that, you will never go back. If somebody asks me to go somewhere else, I'm like, oh, I'll drag my feet there. But I really don't want to. It's the best part about Uptown is that like we are in. This little, it's a, it's a little bubble, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, I have everything that I want is like within mm-hmm. a 15-minute bike ride or a short bus ride or I can just like walk to work or whatever. It, and it's yeah. just, sometimes it's it's bad because you don't really get out of your bubble, but if your bubble's good, stay there. What's the problem? Yeah. Then? yeah. <laughs> You're happy. Don't well, change. Can you talk about kind of how the idea of Free Queso and how that started, like how That's you decided Lucas. you wanted to do it? Yeah. Lucas is really there from the genesis. Sure. Um, so free queso, we were doing it through uh, the Lost Ogle, which if you're listening to this and you don't know what the Lost Ogle is, um, <laughs> you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. <laughs> um, so it's like a <laughs> local website where we kind of write about. Isn't it obscure? Local it's an obscure social local social <laughs> blog. blog. That's the official branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you yeah, know, we just kind of write about like politics or funny things that are happening. And it's kind of like if Gawker was still around and OKC centric. 
And so that's uh, a great description. Yeah, it's a perfect description. The uh, it's like you know. <laughs> The editor, Patrick, you know, he was wanting to, like, kind of move into other realms of communication because that's the way that, you know, writing and media and all that is working. So he was like, you should do a food podcast. Like, okay, that's cool. What are we going to do? And so I have to figure (laughs) out, like, I need a co-host. I don't want it to be another just, like, boring white dude like me. So... Uh, I was like, who do I know that would be like fun to talk to all the time and interesting and have like a different perspective? So I hit up. So he made my a big list, Judy. and when none of those people were interested, <laughs> uh, he hit me up. I did not even make a list. <laughs> you were straight up the first person. Wow. I feel yeah. I've always felt really honored that by so that. Nice. Sometimes when I'm not feeling great, I'll think of that compliment. <laughs> I was number you know? one. Yeah, it does really mean a lot because uh, I really respect Lucas's writing. Uh, I respect anybody that writes. Um, Cause it's just really hard for me to put pen to paper like that. Like everybody has thoughts and you're like, Oh, I should, I want to give a piece of my mind, but I actually like do the work of writing. I just really, really respect writers. And they're like, Oh, it just flows. It's so easy for me. And who I are don't these really- people? <laughs> 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 I, people are do just they like, teach classes. <laughs> right? No, I just hear people say like, I've always just felt comfortable writing. I've always just expressed myself that way. And I think that's so cool. And even if you won't admit it, I, I really respect Lucas's work on that. Thank you. So, yeah. So, um, the gist of Free Queso is that um, Lucas is like a restaurant professional. He's had all kinds of jobs in the industry. And while I've had a couple of like spotty um, restaurant fast food employment gigs, I'm really like an aficionado. I love going out to restaurants. It's the number one thing my family does is like a family activity. Um, I've always gone out. I would just always rather be out. I'm really extroverted. I hate like missing anything. I was saying this the other day. I've never uh, used Postmates or Grubhub or DoorDash because I would love to go into a restaurant, even if it's like I've been throwing up and I'm in um, sweatpants or something. I'm like, well, what's the vibe there? I just want to <laughs> see what's going on. So I just love restaurants. All of that. That was also like another interesting thing to bring you onto the show as well, because like I could have brought on like someone who was like a, another like seasoned industry person, but by you not having that perspective, you ask questions. I'm that dumb I as would hell. Ne- yeah. No, they're not dumb. <laughs> they're just things that like I would just skip over and not even yeah. think to ask. I don't because even have to I'm fake so that I like and- know something or like you're gonna like catch hell for not knowing that or like be embarrassed the next day. I can just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And yeah, we want it to be like a show for people that are not only like, you know, just like service industry folk that they can listen to it and kind of hear their voices being represented, but also for people that are just enthusiasts. I mean, everybody has a phone on their camera now and has their own food blog and they think that makes them have a personality. <laughs> well, and I think restaurants are really- well, you're not wrong. <laughs> restaurants are so industry are interesting because they're like kind of a barometer of what's happening. They're the first things that go into like a new district. Um, you can kind of tell how things are doing by what's working and what's not. You can see all kinds of trends across food. Like we're tacoed out. Right, like that taco trend is kind of over, or we're waiting to see like sort of a brewery capacity. I'm not over the tacos. Oh, okay. I actually feel like Uptown needs more tacos. Oh, okay. That's my opinion. Continue. <laughs> hot, hot, uh, atomically he can't get hot tacos. takes uh, tonight. Um, so I think people really see that as like the lens to like how their city is doing, um, what you know, what they're doing, what they're into. It's just a really accessible trend and economic sort of barometer. I think it's, so it's interesting for all kinds of people. Yeah, and I think you have a good mix of people because you've had like a chef, then you have my buddy from uh, from the Nest House, Andrew. Oh, yeah, Andrew's. Ladies from the pond. Sweetheart. Like it's, 
It's yeah. like a good mix of people. I well, feel and like. we recently had a wine rep on. And oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. talked that one yet, and but I, I need to check it out. We, it was really great. Please do. Um, we, we talked all about champagne. It was our New Year's episode. But what was Sparkling it? wine. Sparkling wine. Excuse me. <laughs> Sparklers. We did talk about champagne. Yes. But. We talked about the differences. Yeah. What is champagne and what is sparkling wine? If you listen wine? to the episode, you'll... <laughs> Champagne. But I don't think everybody knows like what reps do. If you work in a restaurant, you see reps all the time from all sorts of different businesses and um, brands. But if you're like just coming between 6 and 9 p.m., you never see that side of the industry. So we will like over the next couple of months, we're just going to get deeper and deeper into different parts of how restaurants work and ask those questions about what it takes to get the food on the table for you. Because yeah, there's so many things. I mean, like because I've been just in, in this industry and embroiled with it for a long time. And so, yeah, just having Judy on where there's like, I t I'll take for granted that like, we'll have a wine rep come in, you know, I mean, sometimes two or three in a day and they'll bring you whatever they're trying to sell you on. And nobody outside of that knows anything How drunk about, you guys all are yeah. <laughs> at work. We, we, we use the spit cup sometimes. I know, Depends yeah. if I'm off the clock or Liberal the clock. use of the spit cup, I'm sure. It's a similar, when I worked in, in college, I worked at a liquor store. And we would have reps come in, and it's like, I didn't know that there was, like, a spit cup or anything. So I'm like, it's like 11 o'clock, and a rep is coming in. I've tried, like, six wines, and I'm like, Jesus. It's going to be a fun day at work. you got to use the spit cup. I mean. I learned after that. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay but to it's have, like, dope, a little though, bit of a buzz. Like, this but is really neat. Yeah, you got to learn job. I hate it when I drink on the job. <laughs> Well, I love that. I love the start of it. I love the vibe. I love the guests you guys have been Thank having you so on. Much. So I just wanted to be sure to, you know, give you guys the time to tell everybody yeah. what the show is all about and all that. Yeah. So check it out. Um, it's on the Lost Ogle Network, so you can find it if you follow Lost Ogle on social media. You can follow us um, on on the major social medias at Free Queso Pod, and then it's available on all major podcast platforms. I won't go into them. <laughs> I won't belabor it. Your you know, you know where you're getting your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, well, give us a Judy, listen, I know please. you need yeah. to leave a little early. I'm going to leave a little early. So why don't we start with you talking about a little bit about, you know, I love to hear about what people were into growing up as far as like, what did you watch? What did you listen to? I've been thinking about this because um, I'm an only child and my parents are a little bit older and kind of snobby. So I don't know if you know any only children, but you're sort of like your parents' weird young roommate. Right. So like if there's like two or three kids in a family, it's like a really kid-centric household. So I always feel like I was never a kid. You're outnumbered. Yeah, I was absolutely <laughs> outnumbered. And so like, yeah, my parents are like, we're watching football, or we're listening to this. And so um, my cartoons... And like childhood um, media experiences were few and far between, but I figured out the one I was like the most into, and that is absolutely Scooby Doo. Oh Ooh, yeah, shit. yeah, classic. And man. now I think like um, I was really ahead of this trend. Like now, women are very into like murder mysteries, and that was me from like wow, ages eight true. to like sixteen. I felt like I was into serial killers yeah. um, at a time, and I'm like, oh, serial killers are kind of passe. Why is everybody into them? But I was like <laughs> very into mysteries and like Scooby Doo in particular. I just absolutely loved. It's such a good like representation, like the Hanna Barbera stuff. Yeah, like. it's it's uh, it was kind of counterculture. Like the, all those people were um, man, sort you of burnouts. They were like, <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, no. everybody, yeah. You know, Shaggy, Shaggy was on that loud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was um, like a scoob. Like, how did all these people get together? Um, it seems really Californian, too. That's like my whole impression of like, there's kind of like this surfer prep guy, and then there's like burnout shaggy. Um, I just always really like Yeah, like they all went to, uh, to like UC, USC. Yeah, yeah, they're all like USC. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Absolutely. They're all at Berkeley at one time together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. 
I do love that. That's so funny. And then, you know, they did so many different iterations of it. They're yeah. Like, uh, when they would have, like, uh, guests on, like, the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, like, like that. Batman. Or like, yeah. Well, and you, like, see that now, like, on The Simpsons. Like, that has to be an absolute delight. Like, anytime somebody, like, makes art of you, like, if any of your friends, like, paint you or doodle you or something like that, to be put in a cartoon would just be like that. Like, oh, yeah. I'd be like, dude, amazing. I made it. Amazing. Like, yeah, I made it. Exactly. <laughs> I, I love Scooby Doo for sure. I don't like Scrappy Doo. I, I was just really, about to ask mm, you to take on Scrappy. I don't Scrappy. think so. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Scrappy boy. How can you wow. like? What is to like about Scrappy? Puppy power. Yeah. My wife loves Scrappy. She's a Scrappy apologist. Oh my gosh! I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> yeah, there was. It was what uh, thirteen? Oh, what was it? It was the one with like Vincent Price. The thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. The thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. Yeah. yeah, with Scrappy in it. Yeah, yeah. they that. should show that like every Halloween. The way they do like. Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. Or I think whatever. Cartoon Network used to do that back in the mm-hmm. day. I, I mean, not anymore since they're doing other things. Yeah, but they've moved on from cartoons. What about like a podcast that was like one of those like True Murder ones, but it's like going over Scooby Doo's. Yeah, <laughs> it's Old Man Jenkins. Yeah, like they have a- the carnival. The carnival <laughs> owner that murdered me. Is it time? Like, there's been so many podcasts over like TV shows from the 70s, 80s, 90s. It's time to just do an in-depth look at Scooby Doo episode it. by episode. And there's got to be hundreds <laughs> of them now. There was so many different series. A deep yeah, dive into Scooby Doo. Yeah, Free sure. queso fails. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're doing, we're doing a <laughs> Scooby Doo we'll deep dive. Soinks. Okay, I'm excited by your reaction. That's not like the most common answer. No, we don't. I mean, okay. I was telling Lucas a little bit about this earlier. It was like when I started the show, you know, we always there's always been like this anime through line because mm. that was what I liked. Mm-hmm. And what I was finding was that it was like being kind of exclusive. And there's so many people that I wanted to talk to. And I would get to this point where I'd be like, well, but you don't like anime, so I can't have you on my show. And I didn't like that, you know. Sure. And then I'm like, what the fuck? It's my own show. Why would I like tell people yeah. they can't be on? Like I make all the calls. So we like just opened it wide up and, you know, we haven't really talked about um, a lot of the classic ones like that, like specifically like Scooby-Doo, but I have talked to friends about doing, uh, one girl that I know, she wanted to, she's like, let's do a Hanna-Barbera episode where we talk about all Hanna-Barbera. That would be awesome. Oh yeah, that was all extremely my shit. I used to watch the shit out of that. What channel were we watching that on as kids? Probably 52. Cartoon Network, right? Okay. Yeah. That was on Cartoon Network. Okay. Yeah, Cartoon Network back in the day was just like it was just basically Cox like cable. Yeah, numbers. it was just like yeah. whatever. Like the cheapest. I had basic cable. Mm-hmm. My yeah. uh, father-in-law was a salt of the earth type, mm-hmm. or a uh, stepdad. Sorry, was a salt of the earth type, and uh, that's all you got. Got a, got a uh, cable box from old Paris flea market, <gasps> and uh, you know, ne- less than nefarious ways we got mm-hmm. cable, but mm-hmm. but God bless him, I was able to watch Toonami and you know all that <laughs> bullshit. All of it. <laughs> Judy, did you ever get into, like, the Tex Avery or the Warner Brothers stuff? Uh, I know the name Tex Avery, but brush me up on what he did. I mean, like, you it's know, like... like Looney Tune type shit, right? Looney Tunes? Like the Horny Wolf and, like... No, I'm not familiar <laughs> with the uh, animated series The Horny Wolf. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I Yeah, no, I don't really care for it. <laughs> I, I, I don't really like Looney Tunes that much. Looney Tunes I did watch because it was, like... Uh, and I realized later uh-huh. how much music I learned from Looney oh, Tunes. Oh, yeah. Like, the, they would do like the Barber Seville mm-hmm. and a lot of Tchaikovsky. Um, and it's like later in life, I'm like, oh, I know that. That's do Bugs think, Bunny. Do you think that was just because it was in the public domain? <laughs> yeah, That's there's exactly. no license. 100%. Yeah, like, let's, do That's that. what it was. let's do that. But at the time, you're like, yeah. oh, this is kind of dope. This like music, and then there's no words the whole time. And Bugs Bunny is being real weird with Elmer Fudd. Like as a kid, you don't really think about like any of that stuff. And then later, you're like, 
these motherfuckers are educating me in classical yeah, no music. Doubt. Like, goddamn. I think I liked Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner. Oh, I yeah. like those antics. Was it like the dynamic between the two or the stunts? Or uh, like- it was all the new inventions. Oh, the so you yeah, you're the a Wiley Court. fan? I'm a Wiley. Fan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I like the villains. Dude, Roadrunner is a dick. <laughs> what is what is his problem? Well, I mean, he doesn't want to get eaten, but okay. fair enough. <laughs> he was still a jerk. I didn't even think about it being like a predator prey relationship. Really? Relationship. <laughs> oh, it's very toxic. Very yeah, toxic. They very much have a relationship. Yes. I just always thought of them as like equals. I, I for some reason, and one was just bugging the other. I didn't think about it as like animals. Oh, he was well, trying to. He was a hungry boy. Yeah. And Bugs Bunny is kind of the same way too. Bugs. He's, he's kind of a bully. Yeah. I feel like there's that. a lot of bully vibes I didn't like. But also like it's like there. everybody's trying to like murder him to eat him. Like you know, like mm-hmm. Elmer Fudd oh. or you know, he's always in these situations where people are trying to like get the best on him. True. But he flips it around in this way that is just so like I said, bullying. Yeah, oh, yeah. he dunks on him for sure. Yeah. Uh, was he like that in Space Jam? They kind of make him be like the hero in that. Yeah. Okay. But more so than like I mean, he was always fucking with, like, Elmer Fudd and all those guys. Just fucking with him. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think the vibe was, like, it felt really masculine for some reason. Because you get that writer's room. We don't talk about the, uh, oh, that is the true. text Avery writer's room, but I guarantee it was all man. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They need to integrate that writer's well, room it a is little bit. Yeah, like back to, like the, like, the horny wolf thing yeah. where... Just like, ooga, like. Well, yeah, or Pepe Le Pew. Like, you read that, see the stuff later. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like with with any media, really. Thirsty. You watch it later, and you're like, oh, this is kind of fucked up. Though. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Are and I think pe- of shit like that, and it's just like, it's you don't really think about it, like, right away because it's cartoons. Yeah. And it's seemingly innocent, but then you start reading the subtext of some of the stuff that they're doing, and you're like, ooh, that's pretty oh, no. problematic. Oh, no. So I had a question. When um, Lucas and I were talking about kind of like some food cartoons earlier, and he brought up Garfield, which like I, oh, yeah. I absolutely loved. But then there was like that other half of the Garfield episodes. Yep. Was that sort of who were those characters? It was the the, um, the barnyard pals. Well, weren't right they like there. baby Looney Tunes or something? Kind they of. They were like that little, was a that's was, Tiny Tunes. Yeah. Oh, that's Tiny Tunes. But there okay, was like yeah. A, I remember there was a duck, and he had a floaty on that had his face, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his little duck face on this floaty would make reactions. Yeah, I it's the most so random shit that, that I, I can remember. remember. It was like Oreville Farms. Yeah, or something like it's that. something I, like that. Yeah, I work with a guy that's a huge Garfield fan. Let's yeah, let's get. But have you ever read Garfield minus Garfield? I've seen it. I have not gotten deep that into it. That is hilarious. Have you? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like just John talking to himself, it's and all the Garfield word bubbles <laughs> oh, no. are removed. It is such a. Bu- I'm like, wow. This is like it, it. It's so funny how like it changes the tone to take out the like the one character and John's just like, oh, well, I'm alone. But it's Why funny did that they you decide that like a cat wanted to eat pasta, baked pasta. Is know. that a thing? It was just like an well, easy thing to draw. Me. Yeah, maybe he was anything. thinking of like, what's the easiest <laughs> food that I can draw over and over every week? What does it all mean? <laughs> you know, you. does Odie eat anything? Odie eats dog food. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't care about the lasagna, though. The dog should be eating lasagna. Yeah, the dog should be eating lasagna. The dog should be eating anything in sight. Who's making all that lasagna? John? Oh, John, yeah. I mean, he's a bachelor, so he's making his own food every (laughs) Every day. Those are just Stouffer's, actually. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Stouffer's should be sponsored. Why isn't Garfield, like, the mascot for Stouffer's? Oh, my shit. What is Garfield the mascot for? I've never thought of that. The cheapest I remember when I was a kid, there was, like, a gum. So, remember, like, Big League Chew? Mm Mm-hmm. It was, like gum that was supposed to replicate 
chaw, like chaw. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <Awesome>. dipping tobacco. <laughs> and so, but there was like a Garfield version that was orange. Oh man, I bet that shit shredded gum. I bet that shit would turn your mouth orange too. Yeah. Is he dressed up like a baseball player? Oh, uh, that'd be cute. He probably was on the cover, but yeah, yeah, he don't have the butt for those pants. Yeah. I'm sure, um, you know, Philip Morris was sponsoring. Had yeah, s- had something to do with. <laughs> Glaxo Klein Smith. <laughs> All right, I need to run. That's Any, okay. Anything else I need to say tonight? No, we had Judy. We only had Judy for a limited time, y'all. Sorry, but she's got to dip out. She's got, she's got pressing matters. She has to child care issues. Hey. Ugh. It is Tell me about it. it. Thank Children. you for stopping in, though. <laughs> what? Thank you for stopping in. We might watch a cartoon. I might watch a cartoon with my child. I was gonna say real quick. What? What? Oh, yeah. What cartoons does uh pa- pajama? Uh, I know it's a young Daniel Tiger. Oh, Daniel uh. Tiger. Shout out to Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I wish we were watching Mr. Rogers, but he wants to watch Daniel Tiger. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Is there something like pajama? F- something? We're not watching that. And you please know, don't. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? No, please don't suggest it to okay. him. Because uh, I like, I was like, what is? Uh, like, I asked my wife the other day because I'd seen it. Pajama. And she's like, that's some kid shit. And I was like, oh no, I don't know what kids know. He, there's also like a Cat in the Hat cartoon. Is there really? Yeah, and the Cat in the Hat is a dick also. Like, he comes into your parents' house on a rainy day and just fucks everything up. Dunks on your shit. Yeah, and that's kind of the, the vibe of the show, too. He, like, has all these machines and you just, like, take kidnap these kids and takes them to, like, the bottom of the ocean or Mars or whatever and, and his contraption. So I kind of like that show. Huh. But uh, m- my child likes to watch uh, marching bands. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's our number one thing he likes to watch are marching bands. Marching so. band, like on yeah. YouTube? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, so dope. he's not really into cartoons. He's into uh, GoPro footage or what something like that. Yeah, kids these days are weird. That's legit. I, I, we respect it. It's better for us to watch that than... I know all these parents complain about Paw Patrol, and I'm like, please don't expose my child to that. <laughs> Fuck the police. You're like not allowed to watch that. Yeah, you're showing their kids marching bands. Yeah, come over and get a taste of some real culture. Bring Are you anticipating over. them to grow up to be a a flautist, a tubist? He really line. he got a trumpet for Christmas, Oof. but he also I'm sorry to be like all kid talk. No, it's he'll okay. put it on, and then he has two xylophones and a drum, and he'll like kind of xylophones. Man, pull it out of control. <laughs> on these yeah. Amazon on these made in China um, toys, and he like kind of has them all <laughs> on the table, so he'll be like watching them and then playing all of these instruments. I think this is like good progress. This is like a fine thing for a child to be into. How old is he? Two and a half. Oh, wow. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's what my kids into. Not cartoons, unfortunately. That's okay. Now and then. You still got time. Yeah, now and then. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for stopping Good by. Good to see you. Bye. Bye, Judy. Bye-bye. Well, I do have a question for you, Lucas. Uh, speaking of the free queso pod. Shoot. I got to know, man. What is your what is your go-to, uh, just from pizza talk whenever Judy was heading out, what's your favorite local pizza stuff? Uh, like, what's your go-to pizza place? Um, well, this isn't like a go-to. I just ate there for the first time today, but it was fucking fantastic at a parlor, which is like one of the, those little, uh, uh, food food hall hall things. Yeah. They've got the Detroit style pizza there. Providence pizza. Yeah. That place is the shit. Judy and I, we met up for like a meeting there this afternoon and we split like a pepperoni with like ricotta and basil and it was amazing. (laughs) It was so good. I know I got one. They have like one that's like a diavolo or whatever, like the spicy. Yeah, it's like a traditional Italian, but if they'll do any pie any way, so I say, like, can I get that traditional diavolo as a deep or as a Detroit style? And they were like, sure. Man, that place is the shit for sure. Yeah, I just like, like the, the crust is like so buttery and spongy. Again, it was like the first time I've been to that oh, particular yeah. joint, so it's not delicious. a go-to. 
I guess my local go-to, which is not super local here in OKC, but in Norman, Shuttle Pizza. I love Shuttle so much. I keep hearing that. If I could transplant, there's like two restaurants I don't want to like transplant from Norman to OKC, and that's Pepe Delgado's and Shuttle Pizza, and I want them both up here so bad. And I mean, it's just greasy late night pizza. That's but a, yeah. I it was just asking, makes me happy. I have a couple friends that are from Norman, and um, I keep hearing people talk about Pizza Shuttle, and I'm like, should I get up there? Like, what's like the go to there? And they're like, everybody keeps saying something about like the cheesy bread or something. Oh there. yeah, the cheesy bread. That's the shit. Yeah. And every time, like my partner and I, like, we'll sometimes she's from Norman, and so okay. like we'll have like a Norman day every once in a while. We'll go down and eat lunch, go to a museum, just kind of hang out or something. But then on the way back, we always have to phone in the order at shuttle there's like one that's like right off the interstate nice and so we'll just like phone it in get the cheesy bread get like a two topping pizza or something and it's so good i gotta get my ass out there for sure i've been asking my friends because i have a couple friends that went to ou and they're like dude this place is tight i need to quit being a little bitch and just get out to norman yeah i mean and everybody up here kind of talks shit about it really yeah about norman well about shuttle Uh oh I have a lot of friends that just like talk smack about it, but it's like because it's not, it's not gourmet pizza. It's not great, but I, I never met a pizza I didn't like. Let me yeah. tell you that. <laughs> I love it so much. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I had to get that. I was like, while it was on the mind, I was like, let me get his take on that real quick from an expert. Uh, well, cool, man. Well, let's talk about you a little bit. What was like uh, some some stuff that stuck out to you growing up as far as like animation wise. So, I mean, I watch, I mean, Scooby-Doo, actually, it's funny that Judy brought that up because, like, Scooby was pretty big for I me. I watch the shit out of that, for and, sure, And, like, yeah. all of that <laughs> Hanna-Barbera stuff. Um, can we talk about puppets? Yeah, man. I, you I know, asked me that earlier, and I was just like, sure. <laughs> puppets aren't necessarily, like, animation, but, like, it is kind of a dying art form. But, right. Uh, Fraggle Rock was huge for me oh, as a little kid. Right. Yeah. I loved Fraggle Rock. And if you watch that show now... Years ago, yeah, it's like for Christmas, I think my mom gave me like the season one box set, and it's like they deal with heavy issues, and it's sad, and like, Jesus, it's, I mean, there's like one episode where like some of the fraggles are like stuck in where like the cave had like caved in where they live in, and they're all just like, we might die. Oh my God. It's like, I love you, and I hope you see, I see you tomorrow, but like, this could be it for us, and like, there's like... These little puppets. Really <laughs> heavy shit. <laughs> but then they open up the show with like, bum, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but like all of the Jim Henson stuff, I mean, that was huge to me. Just Muppets in general, uh, Muppet Babies. That was a Dude, big Muppet cartoon Babies, for me as a little for kid. Sure. Fozzie Bear was my guy. I'm a Gonzo guy. Okay. He was kind of the weirdo, so. The outlier. Yeah. Uh, but then something else that I got into really young, and again, this isn't. I mean, this involves puppets, but Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, that show changed my entire life. I remember going to visit my grandmother. She lived up in Wisconsin, and this would have been, I don't know, like 90, 92, 93, something like that. And so it was pre-Comedy Central. It was called the Comedy Channel back then. And so on Thanksgiving, they would just do marathons all day of just showing mystery science theater episodes and you know just been around for a couple of seasons but show it all day and so the years that we couldn't make it up my grandmother would just like tape she'd get those like nine hour like sp tapes oh man and just like tape the entire marathon and send it back to my brother god and I. bless her and we would just wear those tapes out just watch <laughs> them endlessly 
And I just, I mean, not only like, like the humor of the show, I mean, like that really helped inform a lot of my personality as far as just like, just talking shit, not taking anything too seriously and making fun of things. But then also they're just showing these like weird, bad movies and, you know, they're making fun of them. But at the same time, there's like elements of the film sometimes where you're just like, I know this isn't good, but I like watching this. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, to maybe uh, promo another thing you do is like the uh, Mondo Mondays. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's like 100% in that pocket. Can you tell people what that Mondo Mondays is? Uh, yeah. So every Monday, most Mondays, pretty much every Monday at uh, Pony Boy, <laughs> unless there's like another event going on there. Uh, my friend Randy Iyer and I, we do an event there where we just show like weird genre cult films. Uh, could be horror films, documentaries. We've actually even got like some like kind of uh, drama films coming up, but just basically movies that you've maybe never heard of before or never seen. And we want to give you just a different experience every Monday you pop in. It's 9 p.m. It's upstairs. They're always free. There's free popcorn. Um, but so, yeah, Mystery Science Theater really led me into yeah. just getting into like just strange, Obscure bad, movies. low budget, <laughs> just genre films like that. And not just watching them because, I mean, they could be bad, but you can still appreciate that, like, I mean, a lot of these films, there's someone that, like, worked really, really hard, and they had this vision that they were trying to get across, but they just didn't have any money. Right. And so, like, <laughs> maybe their vision didn't come across as well as they wanted to, but it's just fun seeing somebody, like, outside of, like, the normal Hollywood system where, you know... It's just Marvel movies and right. like all this like superhero stuff, and we all know what's going to happen, and it all just looks like you're playing an Xbox game. And true, <laughs> I'd rather watch somebody that has thirty thousand dollars trying to make his dream come to life than somebody with thirty million dollars, because I don't know. It's just it's more exciting more and strange, too. and yeah, there's the heart. Yeah, oh, I love that. It's things like you know we we see movies that are like I mean now considered cult classics like uh, Army of Darkness stuff like that. Um, yeah, which Sam Raimi, who yeah, and then ended he went up going on to, on to make Spider Man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know; it's just always been really interesting to me. And I stopped in for I think Jack Frost was it? Oh yeah, yeah. That was a fun one. I'd seen it before, and but when I saw that you guys were showing, I was like, "What the fuck? I gotta go to this." <laughs> and it's cool with that setup because there's a lot of these movies that I mean, there's some that like we'll screen and we haven't even watched before. We've just kind of like read about them. It's right. Like, Holy shit, we can show this. But um, the the screen there is really great. The sound is good. I mean, there's like a nice PA system, and you can just get a drink, laugh with your friends, and but just also see these movies that like. So there's a lot of those like Jack Frost. I've only ever seen on VHS before. Right. You know, you like rented it from Blockbuster. Like, like on a whim. Yeah. Thinking you're getting the Michael Keaton one. <laughs> <laughs> you were better off if you got the the horror version. God, that movie is so ridiculous. But I was just cracks my shit up, man. Too funny. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about that, that, but I'd seen you at that Mondo Monday, so definitely need to give a, give a shout-out to that for sure because that's just, like, a fun thing. I love how many things like that are going on locally, like, just such different, like, fun events people are putting on, like, at all these different venues around the town, man. It's been a lot of fun. When does this episode come out? This episode will be out Monday. This, this Monday. upcoming Monday? So, oh, great. So if you're listening to this on oh, Monday, yeah. uh, we're going to be showing Deep Red which is a uh, it's a giallo film, which is like a genre of Italian kind of like slasher, horror, murder mystery movies. 
Um, it's Dario Argento, who is one of just like the masters of that genre. He made the original Suspiria that was remade the last year or so. Um, but it's both one of mine and like the co-host Randy's favorite horror films of all time. Um, you, if you like murder mysteries, you get like the whole whodunit thing. If you just want to see like blood and guts and slasher stuff, there's a lot of over the top blood and all that. But then this dude, like all of his movies, he worked with um, like Italian, like fashion designers. So, I mean, like most of his movies would be like Gucci, Dolce and Gabbana, Versace. Holy shit. Yeah. Like people like that doing like his costume and set design. Um, Goblin does the score, which they were like one of like the great seventies prog rock. Uh, they did the score for like the original Dawn of the Dead, so it's like very, uh, it's like a classy affair, and you get like a good tight script and good acting. But if you just also want to see blood gushing and <laughs> over the top gore, then this is a, the spot for you. Yeah, there's just kind of something for all horror fans with this one. So yeah, come out to come that. Out. Come out to that tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, it'll be out tonight. Tell them Harold sent you. You get free popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about. Um, you know, I love to talk about talk to people about the things that they that stuck out to them when they were growing up, as far as like what they listened to, like the music they listened to. And were you like a someone that, you know, early on you listened to this, the stuff that your parents listened to, and then kind of branched off, or have you always just kind of looked for your own shit, or what? Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, you're a little kid, and the only music you have access to, at least back in my day, back before the back internet. Back in my day. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm coming up on 40 not too long so i'm old so but you know we grew up with like cassette player and vinyl and all that so i would just kind of go through whatever cassette tapes like my parents had and it was mostly my dad buying a lot of the music around the house but uh my three favorite musicians as a small child were huey lewis in the news garth brooks and def leppard wow that's nice <laughs> nice genre nice uh multi-genre span there yeah so that <laughs> kind of ended up defining <laughs> the rest of like everything that i've listened to i mean i've always just been the kind of person that like i just listen to like whatever if it's good i'm not someone who's like i like everything except for rap and country <laughs> i can't say are, that i don't like country because i do like some of the classic shit but oh, i also live in yukon yeah. so i'm like ooh. I don't want to put paint a, an X on my back, you know. <laughs> I love like pop, shitty pop country music. I mean, I don't. Th I'm saying it's shitty because most people think it's shitty. But right. Like, I mean, like Alan Jackson, uh, but even like even contemporary, just like pop country stuff, I still love it because like it's, it's just country? pop music. Yeah, I will get down with some bro country. Like it's <laughs> girl in blue jeans. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, if you see me, like, at a karaoke night, I'm probably doing a Brooks and Dunn song. Wow. Shit. It's funny. Like, my wife is from Yukon, too, so it's, like, she loves all that shit. Her mom loved Garth Brooks. And it's just, like, she's the kind of person, too, it's funny that she'll know every single word to a song. And I'm, like, oh, that's great. Like, who's that? who does that song? She's, like, I have no idea. I don't even know the name of that song. I'm, like, you know every word of that. But it's like one of those things of like the ingrained thing of growing up. She heard this shit every day at her house. Yeah. I love that. That's funny. It's just like kind of sets the foundation because like I feel I feel like people like will either either take like what take from what their parents listen to and kind of build on that. But like I don't know if there's necessarily a lot of stuff that stuck out to me from like when my mom was listening to a lot of stuff. Like she was a big fan of like Phil Collins and also I mean oh, yeah. I like Phil Collins. There was a lot of Phil Collins, a lot of Eagles growing up. A lot of that stuff I don't really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I 
She's like, it's just like one of those things too. It's like you either like go completely away or like it kind of builds. But I feel like that's like the case where it's like I kind of have a soft spot for that kind of shit. Yeah. But yeah, it's like if my mom listens to music I listen to now, she'd be like, what the fuck is all this pop punk? Like, <laughs> when I was like a teenager, like I got, as soon as I kind of like found like alt rock music, you know, I mean, it was like 95X was around back then. And so started getting like alternative rock. And the first like, two bands that i kind of just like found that were mine as like a young t- like you know 12 13 years old or whatever it was like rage against the machine that first album came out in 1992 and my canadian friend that lived at the end of the block we would skateboard in his driveway and use his battery powered awesome. cd boombox and we would listen to self-titled rage against the machine and just be <laughs> like fuck you i don't do what you tell me. <laughs> Uh, and so I got super into them, you know, in like junior high. And I mean, that also like a f- informed a lot of my political beliefs. That was huge for me. And then Atari Teenage Riot. I don't know if this is a deep cut. I'm not familiar. They were like this German techno. Holy shit. Like noise. That's dope. Band. And it's all just like Gabber, just like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Start the riot now. <laughs> and so yeah, I was like. 13 or 14 or something when I found them and it just changed everything and you're like what the fuck is it <laughs> yeah and I mean it's all just dumb they their English wasn't very good so like all the lyrics were just like the most minimal just like <laughs> fuck the system yeah <laughs> some blanket statements yeah well it's funny whenever you hear something like that and it's so opposite of what you've heard you almost have like this aha moment of like, oh shit, yeah, you can do different stuff in music. Like I never thought of that. It's like a sudden realization of like, oh, maybe everything that my parents listen to isn't aren't the only things. That yeah, it's, it's not to. all just the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> like you can have some German guy screaming in your ear. People and- other than Don Henley have written songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, man. Well, did you grow up in Oklahoma or Oklahoma City or what? Um, yeah, Midwest City. So Midwest City in okay. the burbs. Um, so. You know, I was a mostly pretty good kid, but, you know, I got into, like, skateboarding at a young age, and so that led me to hang out with a lot of kids that were not (laughs) so good, but I'm glad that I did because... How you turned out, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I would have finished college otherwise, but, you know, here we are. (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of skateboarding... um, soundtrack that often comes up on the show is uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh. Because, man, it was banger after Baker. Those guys were like tastemakers for like a whole generation with those games, dude. I have a fun Tony Hawk story. I'll go ahead. So when that game, it was like right when it came out, there was like a demo disc that you got from Papa John's. And so there was some friend's house that I'd stay at. Like his mom would always just like stay with her boyfriend every weekend. And so that was always just kind of like the crash house when we were like 14, 15 years old. And we'd just stay at this house out in Choctaw and just smoke cigarettes in the backyard and smoke weed and just play PlayStation. Be bad kids. Yeah, we weren't too bad. <laughs> but we did things we shouldn't have been doing when we were 14. But uh, so we ordered, a, you know, his mom would just like give us money to like order a pizza. And so we ordered from Papa John's and it comes with a demo disc for Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And it's just that first level. And that's like the only yeah. one that you can play. 
and I think the game came out like that weekend at Blockbuster or something. Rent that shit. Yeah. So we stayed up for 24 hours, like taking turns, just playing the demo. The one level. The God one damn. level. Was it the uh, the schoolyard level? It was, was like that, that skate. The park. one that was indoor skate park. It was that indoor skate park. Yeah. And so I like, remember it viscerally. Yeah. So like we just like someone would go to sleep and then just like okay, it's my turn to it's play my now. Shift. And that is so dope. PS One was it? Yeah. My God. And so, like, that next morning when Blockbuster opened, uh, excuse me, my friend's girlfriend, or his sister, drove us to the Blockbuster to rent the game. And then we just, like, kept it going. And I think it was maybe like Christmas break or something like that. And we just had the PlayStation running constantly God trying to damn, beat the game. that bitch was hot. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, someone takes a nap, and then the next person takes over, and we played the shit out of Tony Hawk. For sure, man. That's, like, I would have never, I don't think I would have ever heard or, like, known about Ska if it hadn't been <laughs> for a fucking Tony Hawk and playing, like, Goldfinger and all that. <laughs> You're not the same. You've changed. I'm like, bro. Oh, see, so this is, like, another, like, teenage music thing that... Back in the day, this is something that's probably got to be so distant from how we are now <laughs> with how music is distributed. But you would go to the CD store or the record store, wherever, like the mall, like Camelot Music, some shit like that. And Sam Goody. Yeah, Sam Goody, uh, Warehouse Music. And back then, dude, CDs were like $18. I know, it's crazy. Like you'd save up your entire, like I would just skip lunch. <laughs> all week and just save up my lunch money and buy like one CD on the weekend. But you could go and they'd have like these like punk rock comps. They'd be like fat records. Yeah. Or like so victory records, victory records. Yeah. And they'd be like $5 and you've got 30 tracks and all these it's new dope. bands. Yeah. yeah. And so you would just, it's like, well, I can't afford to buy an album that I don't know if it's going to be good or not. So you just get the survival of the fattest part three. <laughs> Get, get you a nice tooth and nail compilation. Yeah. And there's like three good songs and all the rest of it just blows. But found so much good music that way, though. That's so funny, like how much it's changed, you know, especially like for a generation like yours or mine, how much change we've seen just in our lifetime, too. It's just like so crazy that, you know, the way people are consuming media now is so incredibly different than it was when I was a kid. It's better for the consumer, I'm sure. For the Oh, yeah. People actually trying to put sure. out music not as good, <laughs> but it's crazy. I mean, dude, like when Napster came out, you know, I was in high school back then, and we would spend, you know, we'd like go to our friend's house after school, and they had like a T one connection, which was crazy back then. It's you like know? A just slightly better than dial up. Yeah, <laughs> and so we would just kind of go through, and like everybody would queue up all the songs they want to download, and. Half the time, like, you download it, and it's, like, not even the thing that... Yeah, it's, like, someone listen or they recorded it off the radio, and it sounds real shitty. Yeah. Like, fuck. Or it's just, like, not even... It's, like, someone, like, mislabeled it, and it's, like, their shitty band, or, like, it'll be, like, Corn, Deftones, Limp Biscuit live, doing a song together, and then you scroll it up, and it's just, like, Donald Duck blowjob. Yeah. Some <laughs> crazy shit. Man, that was the struggle. I don't know how many freaking computers got ruined by, like, LimeWire and oh, Lime and all that. God, Mr. Underscore Brightside.mp3. <laughs> <laughs> I just think about that stuff now, and it's like, man, that is so vastly different to how You'd people wait are getting for music. Days and days and days. But, I know. But there'd be things that were just like out of print, you know, like 
because we'd go. You're to not the, gonna find it. Yeah, we'd go to like the the CD store, and you know there would be like say like something that I read about or I heard on a comp or something like that, and they'd drop you down like a big phone book on the counter, of, <laughs> and it would just be like this is like our catalog, this is what we can order, and then you'd have to put down twenty bucks, and maybe the CD shows up, maybe it doesn't, like it could just be out of stock, and so. God. Yeah, when that rolled around, that was the first time of just like, whoa. Did you Can, ever? Uh, did you ever watch the box? Did you have that? The box? Yes, it was that free station where channel like you nineteen. Could, you could like call in or whatever and vote on what song, what video you wanted uh, them. To I was play. telling my nephew about that, and he was giving me the look like, "What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Why don't you just get on YouTube and watch it?" Because I couldn't, Riley. I couldn't. But it's just, like, so funny. I think of things like that specifically where it's, like, people would call and, like, give dollars and cents to literally maybe hear or see the Baby One More Time music video. Yeah. And it's, like, so funny to think about those type of things. And then it evolved to more of, like, TRL and MTV. And now MTV doesn't even show music videos. And you're like, fuck. Like, I definitely don't want to have the attitude of, like, oh, the kids these days, they've got it. So... <laughs> So, because it's awesome, it's like, dope. It, we I get to wish enjoy I grew it. up now and <laughs> got to go through that. Yeah, now, like, sure. I'll just be like just sitting at home and I've had a few beers and I can just like go on YouTube and just like any fucking thing I want to see, like, it's just right there. <laughs> it's amazing. But there was something like just really special back then where you know you had like a limited budget. I mean, again, you know, CDs would be like $18 at the record store. The first Fugazi album I ever oh, bought. Wow. I read about them in the back pages of Thrasher magazine back when I was skating and Red Medicine had just come out and I saw it at like the Camelot Records at Penn Square Mall or something and yeah it was like 17 18 bucks I buy the CD and you know they used to have like there was like the big plastic um like thief proof oh, yeah, things big, to keep you from yeah, like yeah the case yeah and so that thing was covering up that, like, at the bottom of the CD, it says, don't pay more than $10 for this. Here's our address. And, you know, like they did, like, because it's Discord Records, it's, you know, right. Mackay, so it's just, like, mail the shit Fucking in. chaos. Yeah. They're just uh, uh, stoking chaos. And I felt so <laughs> ripped off. And it's also probably the worst Fugazi album to start with also. God, that's so funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, that was just the, you either had to like, just take a blind stab at something or you'd go to the record store and, you know, you'd go to like, I guess like music D was around back then. What was the place in more? Um, um, not super familiar with more. Uh, we had Randy's M&M, uh, when I yeah. was in high school in Edmond, that was like the go-to spot. There was that spot in more. I mean, there's still like a lot of like t-shirts and posters and stuff like that, but Anyways, but yeah, you just have to go in and just talk to the guy and like, you know, Jim is working at Music D and you tell him kind of what you're wanting to buy and they load you up with, you know, he's like, you got to check this out, check this out. And you got to kind of like pick out whatever is you want to listen to. And there's no previews, you know, you just know. like, <laughs> you just take it home. And if it sucks, you have to resell it back for half of what third of what you paid for it. No, for sure, man. I remember that, and it's just, like, funny, too, like, the little... I remember, like, going to Walmart and having the little thing by the candles where you'd, like, listen to a little snippet, too, of, like, the headphones that 30,000 people have put on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing you could, like, scan the CD, yeah. and it would play, <laughs> that yeah, like, 30 seconds. Me, well, Lucas, man, uh, I really appreciate your time, dude. Um, thank you for coming through, talking to me about, you know, some of the music and the animation that's 
stood out to you growing up? Uh, love to hear, loved hearing about free queso and Mondo Mondays. Why don't you tell people where they can find the podcast and everything like that? Um, Follow so, you on social and read your articles. Yeah, so free queso. I mean, you can find us on hopefully wherever you're getting podcasts. If you don't find it, let us know. But um, free queso. We're on Instagram and Twitter at free queso pod. Um, also, just check out the Lost Ogle. I write for them, and we post about the show on there. We do Mondo Mondays every Monday over at Pony Boy upstairs, 9 p.m. It's free. You get free popcorn. There's a bartender upstairs, so you can drink beers and cocktails and watch just insane movies that you've <laughs> maybe never heard of before or at least never seen on a big screen. Um, if you want to find me on social media, I'm at Fernette Bronco on Twitter and Instagram as well. Appreciate you uh, having us in yeah, tonight. Yeah, for sure. I should have had Judy put her stuff, but I could tag her stuff like on the post. Like I'll say, follow Julie, uh, Judy here. Yeah, she probably doesn't want the attention. Okay, well, fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, yeah, man, thanks for coming through. Um, as always, guys, you can find us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.